while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome. Welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. Chris McCarthy will be back tomorrow. Uh, no, he'll be back Friday. But I'm here with you tonight. I'm taking your calls throughout the night at 508-996-0500. We had a great, uh, we had a great um, election night coverage. And we're, doing a, we're still doing some election postgame. We're going to hear from some of the candidates that were victorious, including uh, Bristol County District Attorney Tom Quinn, who's on the line with us now. Hi, DA Quinn. How are you? Good evening. How are you, Mark? Good, good. Thanks for joining us. So congratulations on your victory. I think a pretty decisive one. What do you think it says about your uh, the your the job that you're doing as district attorney? Well, I think it's a, a, a strong, shows strong support for the record that uh, myself and the office have, have uh, achieved and accomplished uh, during the past almost eight years as district attorney. So, uh, you know, I'm very pleased with the results. Uh, campaigned hard, tried to focus on the issues and what we've done. Uh, when I was out campaigning, people were very supportive. Uh, and, you know, their comments, you know, discussing uh, it, uh, the uh, rape kid initiative, cold cases, uh, protecting seniors, protecting the public from uh, dangerous criminals, uh, and solving homicide. So I think it's a, a strong statement in the show, in the show of support of uh, their satisfaction with the job that we're doing and that I'm doing as a attorney. So uh, this is actually your first time on the ballot uh, in a contested race because you uh, you would you were appointed in 2015. You would run unopposed because the, the you know the electorate was satisfied with the job you're doing. You got a challenger this time, so this is your first time doing some com- uh, competitive campaigning. What was that experience like? Uh, well, it's interesting. At first, when someone is challenging you, I guess, you know, human nature is such, some people would prefer not to have a challenge, but uh, I think uh, it certainly worked out for the best. Uh, I particularly enjoyed interacting personally with people. Uh, in particular, like, as we were coming out of COVID, which is uh, obviously a unique situation, so we're going back two and a half years, two to two and a half years, where there's been limited contact, people have been isolated, um, and I have the ability to engage with people one-on-one. Uh, you know, I went around, you know, throughout the county to different events, uh, talked about my message. I, I get to engage, re-engage with uh, seniors, which has been a big issue, protecting our seniors from fraud and abuse, especially through uh, prevention. Uh, I felt it was invigorating because I, I consider myself to be a person, you know, of the community, uh, and I, I'm, I serve at the pleasure of the people, and that's who put me there, and I think the more opportunity I had to speak to them, uh, they get to hear from me personally, uh, uh, and we're very supportive. Uh, so I, I enjoyed it, and I think it was a, a very positive experience uh, campaigning and meeting with uh, the constituents. We're speaking with Bristol County District Attorney uh, Tom Quinn, who's just reelected uh, to another term as District Attorney. Well, essentially reelected. There's no Republican challenger in the fall. So, um, DA Quinn, you you, know, you talked about um, uh, protecting seniors. Uh, you run some. I've seen you run some ads here and elsewhere uh, about your efforts to protect seniors. Can you talk about that a little bit? It's really, I think, uh, 
a unique approach uh, to the scene, uh, to protecting seniors. I created a unit over seven years ago to both prosecute uh, uh, cases involving seniors, which can be very difficult uh, to do, um, and also uh, financial crimes. And but in addition, and even of more importance, is the education piece, which basically has. People from my office, including me, go out to senior centers throughout the county talking about prevention, the various scams that are out there that people have unfortunately been caught up in. And I really, really, I went out to a number of senior centers the last couple of months and just tried to simplify things for them and said, basically, look at If you're talking to somebody on the phone or the computer and you don't know them, do not engage with them because nothing good is going to come of it. Let's just right. keep it simple. And I they are very receptive. They've been very grateful for the uh, concern shown to them. Uh, I, our seniors have done so much for our communities. They deserve to be protected. I've been doing it and will continue to do it. So uh, I enjoy meeting with them, uh, as I said, throughout the county, and we're going to continue this effort. I put the resources into it and we will continue to do it. We're speaking with Bristol County District Attorney Tom Quinn. Um, the other uh, initiative that you had talked about and that you'd campaigned heavily on uh, is, uh, and you mentioned it briefly, is is the um, the uh, untested rape kit initiative to try to get those cases solved. I know there's a few cases that have been reopened. Can you tell the audience a little bit about your office's efforts on that front? We learned during the investigation of the unsolved Bedford murder that it a number of rape kits throughout the state, thousands of rape kits for that matter, had not been fully tested. They should have been, but they weren't. Uh, it was upsetting and frustrating, but what I did in the only district attorney's office in the state to do it is we searched for a grant, we applied for it, we obtained it, and while it was, we got off to a slow start because of COVID and the lab not hiring people, we're in the process of having every rape kit in Bristol County fully tested by the end of this year which is essentially four months from now. That's what we're told. We've had several cases uh, that have been fully tested, entered into the national database, and they have matched to unsolved violent sexual assaults. Wow. Uh, in New Bedford, uh, people have been charged. I mean, it's a very time-consuming process uh, to, A, you know, initially prepare all the kits, inventory them, prepare them, send them out, prioritize them. Uh, so we've charged several cases. I anticipate there could be additional charges. Uh, the victims are very gratified, uh, 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 you know, pleased that we have taken the time to not forget about their cases. So uh, that's seeing a serious problem and doing something about it. It wasn't easy to do, but we did it, and we're seeing the results of it. And the, the end result is all these kids should have been tested. They will be. The evidence will be in a national database, and it could link up to other cases in other communities and other states. So I'm very proud of that effort. We're speaking with Bristol County District Attorney uh, Tom Quinn. Um, one of the, the other uh, key pillars of your uh, campaign platform was uh, your solve rate. Um, now, I know your opponent had said, well, you don't solve cases, the police do, but that's, in fact, not entirely true because you actually have state police in your office on your payroll. That's correct, Marcus. We, it's, I, by law, we're in charge of uh, oversight of homicide investigations. That is the district attorney's office. So that statement just shows you uh, uh, that the uh, opponent really doesn't have any, know what she's talking about. Uh, I approve all charges. We work. We have a state police uh, unit uh, that uh, is primarily charged with investigating homicides in the DA's office. 
been, it's called, uh, referred to as CTAC. They work with the individual departments when there's a homicide. So we work together, but the district attorney's office has oversight and authority over all homicide investigations. Homicides are down 20% since I've been the district attorney, uh, which is uh, unlike the, the, the case in many other cities throughout the country. Uh, and we have solved uh, approximately 95% of the homicides uh, by working together and utilizing technology uh, to solve these crimes. So that simply uh, is an inaccurate statement to be charitable and just shows a, a misunderstanding of the job. How do you, um, how, what do you attribute the increase in solve rate and the decrease in homicide to uh, under, uh, during your tenure as district attorney? Well, I would say the increase in the, uh, the solve rate is due to uh, technology. Uh, I've always been a big, I've been a big advocate of video surveillance. Uh, uh, the technology has allowed us in these cases uh, to, frankly, obtain video surveillance, both private and public, that makes uh, that uh, gives us leads right away into who was involved in the case and frankly shows in many cases the crime or part of the crime or what led up to the crime on videotape. Uh, we just had a recent arrest in a case and a homicide we'll get into it that shows a good portion of the event on tape, maybe not the actual incident. And other uh, uh, technology with respect to cell phones uh, uh, can help us uh, find out who's a, get, find out who a suspect is much sooner, and that leads to charges. And I think uh, the decrease, uh, things have been fall, but we've arrested most of these people. You don't have killers running around the street uh, who have not been charged uh, uh, in cases, in which, uh, and that, therefore, if they're not charged, they're free to uh, you know commit more crimes that would be additional homicide. So I think... Uh, that's been a priority in the office, working together uh, with the various departments, and uh, I'm very proud of that. Again, there's an ebb and flow to these things. Part of it is keeping dangerous criminals off the street. That's been a priority of mine. The, the people that are causing uh, the most harm to the, the victims in the community, it's a priority to me, if the facts warrant it, to detain them without bail. And I think when those people are off the street, uh, held prior to trial after a hearing in front of a court and a judicial decision, um, that makes us all safer. And I'm sure in some of those cases, if those people were out, they'd be involved in, in serious shootings that could lead to homicide. So um, I hope that'll continue. Uh, again, it's a priority to solve those cases, and I think we've been very effective at it. So you just alluded, uh, we're speaking with Bristol County, uh, Dis uh, County District Attorney Tom Quinn. You just alluded to this a uh, little bit, um, the dangerousness hearings and trying to, um, uh, uh, calling for a hearing in front of a judge to hold uh, a defendant um, for up to 120 days district court, 180 days superior court, is my understanding, uh, without bail uh, if they've committed certain crimes. You um, are for the, uh, the Baker Bill expanding the list of crimes in which you can ask for a dangerousness hearing. Um, can you explain why you're in support of that bill well i think there's some common sense amendments that can be made uh that do not impact due process rights and simple so my focus of, of that bill is very simple and i uh, advocated in its initial stages in putting this uh putting some of these provisions in uh rape of a child you could have someone uh, a 40 year old rape a seven year old child without alleging force uh, 
we cannot hold that person request a dangerousness hearing in that case, no matter how bad the record is, no matter uh, uh, if the person is a, is a sexual predator. It'd be tough for any rational person to agree that offense shouldn't be put in. We just appealed the case to the Supreme Judicial Court on manslaughter. Uh, individual drove around a car, went into a, a poor woman was walking down the, on the, in a parking space, runs over, kills her, sending them to some drugs. The court ended up saying it's not a crime in the dangerousness statute. Uh, right. We also had a, a similar crime where a woman several years ago with a men, had mental health issues, cream going 100 miles an hour, two people, and killed them. That crime should be in the statute, um, and I'm, uh, we got clarification from the court. So, and the last one is, under the current rules of court, you have one year to be brought to trial. The right to a speedy trial is one year. I'm advocating that that be the case for uh, people held as dangerous. It's not an invention of mine. It's simply the rules of court. Uh, that way, you have one year to come to trial. You want to, if you want it sooner than that, you can petition the court. Very few defendants want a speedy trial. So those are, I think, my main priorities, adding some of those offenses that uh, the average reasonable person would agree with and only gives us an opportunity to ask for a hearing um, and have one year to bring people to trial, which is already the existing rule. I actually got it changed from four to six months in Superior Court during the crime bill, but that's not enough time, six months in most cases, to bring people to trial yeah. and it's a more equitable it's more equitable cash bail is taken out of it the really determination is should the person be held or not held pending the outcome of their case so uh, I think it's more equitable and fairer and it protects the public and uh, I am a big uh, I hope that bill can get done in the next next session with at least those uh, those two provisions in it we're speaking with Bristol County District Attorney Tom Quinn. Um, I think thank you for joining us today. Uh, you know, congrats on your reelection. Before I let you go, is there anything uh, else that you're looking forward to in your next four years as District Attorney? And, and where can people go to learn more about the work that you're doing in the District Attorney's office? Well, I think they can go to our website, and that was one of the things during the campaign. I want to get the message out of what we've accomplished, which is significant. I think it's about doing the job. I have significant experience. That's what's needed to do this job, along with a very good staff, which I have. So I want to be thankful to them for their efforts. I had mentioned, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, may not have been to you. We've uh, prosecuted 20 murder cases in the last year, approximately. Uh, that's unheard of in Superior Court. I've been there a long time. Thankful to the efforts of the court in pushing the cases forward and the prosecutors from being ready uh, and defense counsel. So, um, want to keep getting better, do the best we can. Uh, if we want to focus on moving past the backlog that's accumulated with homicides that you're doing and also with some of these uh, child sexual assault cases which have built up. And again, doing the best job we can for the people of Bristol County. Bristol County District Attorney Tom Quinn, uh, congrats on your re-election. We appreciate the work you're doing and uh, look forward to the work you continue to do. Thank you for having me on, Marcus. Appreciate it. Absolutely. That was Bristol County District Attorney Tom Quinn, uh, overwhelmingly reelected um, in the Democratic primary. Uh, there's no general, there's no Republican challenger, so that's it. Um, he has earned another four years from the voters. Uh, you know, I I said um, he, he he didn't take anything for granted when he campaigned. He campaigned really hard. Uh, you couldn't turn. You couldn't turn right or left in Bristol County without seeing a Tom Quinn sign. Um, so uh, 
again, congrats to the DA Quinn and uh, 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. We're going to take a quick break now uh, and we'll be back. Uh, I'm going to give some uh, post game, uh, you know, I'm going to do a post game breakdown. Some of the other local races, uh, we're going to be joined by Ted Nisi of WPRI uh, at eight o'clock. So to talk about some of the statewide races and um, at nine o'clock, we're going to be joined by uh, Attleboro Mayor. I think we're going to be joined. Yes, we're going to be joined by Attleboro Mayor uh, Paul Haru, who won the Democratic primary uh, for Bristol County Sheriff and will face Tom Hodgson in the fall. So stay tuned. This is South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. Chris will be back on Friday, but stay tuned. And we're taking your calls at 508-996-0500. Download the W. Hey, welcome back to South Coast tonight. That was District Attorney Tom Quinn, who just won a resounding uh, victory in the Democratic primary uh, for Bristol County District Attorney. So he will be the top prosecutor here for the next, uh, for at least the next four years, uh, probably more if he wants it. I mean, I think he made it, I, I think the election shows is pretty clear um, that, you know, when Chris and I always say this, you know, when you're running local elections, uh, when you try, when you decide whether or not you're going to run for a race, don't run against somebody that you can't beat. And um, I, I think D.A. Quinn falls in that category. So he, uh, again, great cam- great campaign, um, and uh, congrats to him. So 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. Uh, so a lot to react to from last night, and Ted Nisi is going to be joining us at, um, at 8. But, you know, just to recap, uh, we were getting the results live. The, the, the election show was great, by the way, and I've, I've already talked to station management uh, about it. You know, we're going to be we're obviously going to be doing that's part of the that's part of the the deal. Right. That's part of one of the things that we were featuring is the um, election uh, is the election shows, the election specials. And the election specials aren't just every two years during midterms, every four years during state primaries, every four years during presidential elections. No, it's every single year because you're either going to have an even year in which, you know, your members of Congress are on the ballot, right? Or your senators and your state reps are on the ballot. Uh, The president is on the ballot or the governor's on the ballot, right? Um, Or the odd years and the odd years are your municipal you miss uh your your municipal city elections so mayor of new bedford mayor of fall river those are going to be contested elections right you've got the city council races you've got the city council races so uh the preliminary elections uh in the in this in the um in the new bedford elections so there is absolutely a you know a lot to there's elections all the time. They happen all the time. When you when you follow local politics, especially, elections never stop. We also have the town elections uh, in the spring, right? That that Fairhaven, right? Remember uh, the five person select board. There was the recall election. You've got Dartmouth, where you know the the Indian uh, logo debate is, I think, still raging on. There might be some more coverage on that in some time in the near future. Uh, you have the, um, and then you, again, you have the city elections. So we'll be here. And, and this November, when we have the general election decide who's going to be, you know, the next governor, the next attorney general, the next lieutenant governor, the next, um, the next auditor, 
right? Deb Goldberg already, she's running on a post, so she's already the next treasurer. But we're going to be here, your next state rep, right? We're going to be here, uh, and we're going to be here an extra hour. I think. I think we've. I think we've. We've talked about that. I, I had a conversation with um, the people in which I need to have a conversation with, right, about that, and they and they and they agreed um, that an extra hour on on election night will be good. That way, we can get all the results in and be able to give them to you and maybe get some some like you know and it's it's great to talk to the candidates today i enjoyed that conversation with da quinn i enjoy the, I'm, i'll enjoy the conversation with uh mayor haru later but we can get some you know real live reactions too so that'll be that'll be good as well so that's something to look forward to i believe that's november 8th so we'll be here on november 8th doing live reaction uh, election reactions and i know a lot of people really enjoyed it. We got a ton of good reception from everybody. I heard Mayor Mitchell uh, was listening. I heard him uh, today on Tim's show saying he was listening. Um, you know, if the New Bedford results came in sooner, uh, we might have been able to call the race. Uh, I don't know if for some reason New Bedford results are, are slow to come in. Uh, Fall River results came in a little bit earlier, but I guess, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see uh, you know, exactly why that was uh, sometime. But, uh, but, just to, what we were able to do last night is we were able to call two races. We were able to call two local races, right? And other media outlets were able to take our information and call those races along with us. So the first race that we we called here on WBSM, nobody else, and that's why we have WBSM for the local this local product that we're able to give. And I'm so uh, proud of it and happy about it. We're, uh, you know, we're following the state rep races, right? We're following the state rep primaries. Nobody else can follow it in the way that we do, you know, because of the the people that that Chris and I know, and the, the you know the the contacts that we've made, and and you know the the locality of this of this outlet here at WBSM, we're able to we're able to call these races early. So the first race we were able to call was the Chris Markey Cameron Costa. Uh, Democratic primary. Now that was, of course, uh, for the town of Dartmouth and some parts of Ward One in New Bedford. And you heard from uh, Cameron Costa and Chris Markey actually very close to the election. Cameron Costa came in on Friday. Chris Markey came in on Monday. Uh, Chris Markey won that election overwhelmingly, and we got those results. We were able to get those results from the Markey campaign because you know typically when you have good campaigns will. Get those, you know, they're not going to, they're going to get, they're going to either, they're going to go to the precincts, right? Each precinct posts numbers. They post the election numbers, right? So there's a receipt that they'll post. So they'll post the receipt either on the window or they'll put it somewhere where everybody can look at it. So you go up to the window or you go up to the receipt, you read the numbers. So you get people at each precinct in whatever district or town or, or, where, or city that you're in, each precinct you need, you go and you get the numbers, Right. So when you get the numbers, you, you know, report them to whatever HQ you're at, you know, your campaign HQ, and then they'll tally them. And that's what the Markey campaign was able to do. They're able to tally all the votes in Dartmouth. And it was, you know, I think he was 74% of the vote he got. So uh, a resounding victory for, for uh, Chris Markey, the Democratic primary. And I think it's because they, you know, a lot of people are, are appreciative of the work he's doing. Cam Costa's a good kid. Uh, he's, he's, he's definitely smart. I think he's, I think he has a future in, in, uh, in local politics. Uh, but, um, you know, he just wasn't prepared for this race, uh, frankly. And Chris Markey was, uh, because Chris Markey's been doing the work for ten years. Um, and Chris Markey's, you know, he said he was um, 
what do you say? He's 51 and Cam's 21, right? So he's got a bit more, um, got a bit more mileage, got a bit more life experience. So, and, and, you know, when we had Chris on, uh, Marky on, and he started talking about, uh, you know, deer, deer populations and, you know, and, and the, the growth of the local agricultural industry and it's all interesting stuff, but it's like, like I said, I kept using this word, but it's like a very granular level of understanding of the issues in your district. That's what you need to have in order to be successful in a job like state rep. You need to really know your district well, you know, and that's information that's not necessarily readily available to you. You've got to, you've got to do some, you got to do some homework to figure that out. You can't just turn, turn on Fox news or MSNBC and say, Oh, well, you know, the deer population in Dartmouth is, uh, you know, uh, there's an, you know, is, is, is expanding. There's an explosion of deer in Dartmouth and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's um, adversely affecting the local ecosystem. I heard Rachel Mano talk about it. No, you, you can't do that. You've got to like really do the homework and, and, uh, and to try to figure out those issues for your district. So when he started talking about that stuff, I'm like, Oh my God, wow. Like what a, what a, what an understanding of, of the things that are going on, you know, around you. And and I, I think it speaks to, and I think that kind of stuff, you know, talking about the 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 deer pot, the growing deer population that's messing with the the farm crops. He said it was costing like four million uh, four million dollars to the local economy. Um, he talked about the growing agricultural industry uh, in Dartmouth and how they got a, a meat processing plant in Westport before you have to go out to Central Mass, and so now it's a lot closer. It's a lot better for the district. Um, all that speaks to the point that we're Chris and I are always trying to make here on the program is that the the elections that um that matter are the ones that are closest to you. You know the the your state rep, for example, um, your state rep or your city council or your select board member, your school committee member. Those are those are the elections that are closest to you. Those are the things that have the the most impact on your day to day life. Not to say Trump or Biden or whatever isn't important because it is, but. A lot of that is stuff that's beyond your control. You can't do anything about it, right? You can't do anything about that stuff, you know, but you can maybe work with your state rep to try to, um, you know, try to uh, curb the exploding population of deer that are eating your, that are uh, eating into your, you know, your crops, right? You, that's something you can probably do. You can't do anything about Trump or Biden or anything, any stuff like that. Ted Cruz or whatever. They're going to be there forever, Right. But you can work with your state rep to try to make the things that are directly within arm's length. Um, you can work. You can work with them to try to to, to make your community better. So again, I, I uh, again, you know, congrats to Chris Markey, resounding victory, and um, you know, looking forward to his work. Uh, continue to work at the state house. Bill Strauss, um, who's my state rep uh, and has been, uh, I think when he got elected, was it ninety three? I was four years old when Bill Strauss got elected. <laughs> I was four years old, 93. Yeah, I was four years old. I'm 33 now. So um, so Bill Strauss, uh, chairman of the Transportation Committee, you know, he got reelected, I think, with 79. New York Times has all the numbers and is 79% of the vote. 79% uh, of the vote versus Rick Trapillo. Um, and, I, you know, I, I like Rick. I, I had Rick on three... About th I think th three or so times. Yeah, I had him on like three, maybe four times. 
Yeah, I've had him on it. I though I had him on three times. I had him once when it was my you know my old show, the Marcus Farrow show, which uh, that was a good interview. Then I had him in studio on the night of the feast, and then just before elections, he came in to talk to us. So I like Rick. He's a real nice guy, and uh, he's a good presence. I think he missed out on a career in politics because he's he's got such a such a the uh, uh, he's got such a personality for it, just such a presence for it. I think he missed out on a career in politics. Uh, but um, you know what Strauss said was, and I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was so true, and I think it's true for a lot of these candidates that often don't get challengers. It got him to it got him out there, like Rick Trapillo challenging Bill Strauss, Cameron Costa challenging Chris Markey, um, Shane McMahon even challenging Tom Quinn. It got them out there to move their message, right? It got them out there to highlight, you know. The, the the good work they're doing because maybe they were thinking well maybe I'm doing all this work and it's helping my community but maybe I'm not communicating it as much as I should be right maybe they were right they they won over they again they won overwhelmingly but it got them out there to move that message to more people than probably they would have before right because you're spending you're not if there's no challenger you're not buying ads right Bill Strauss isn't buying ads saying hey listen the new bridge is coming right or hey, South Coast Reels coming, right? Or Chris Markey's not here talking about deer, the the deer and agricultural industry and the the you know the skull policing um, issue that he was able to talk about and he spoke about very I think um, comprehensively here on South Coast tonight. And Tom Quinn talking about the solve rates, right? That's really important stuff, you know. That's really important stuff. That's great work. The elder uh, the the um, uh, elder protection unit that he had started, the rape kit initiative. Uh, you know, opening opening up cold cases and solving them thanks to a grant from the thanks to a grant that he got from the state. You know, and 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 uh, you know, dealing with that is is important because the, the crime labs in Massachusetts have been horrendous. I, I mean, I don't know if you've, I think we've talked about this a little bit. You know, there's the the Sonia Farrakh, Annie Dukin cases where, you know, there was uh, negligent to nefarious con you know uh, conduct going on uh, in the drug testing labs that led to a lot of wrongful convictions. Um, it's a deep, it's a deep dive. We could frankly do a whole show on it. But, uh, you know, when I was practicing in the district courts a few years ago, there was like about a year and a half, I think it was in which, um, about a year and a half, I think in which, um, breathalyzers weren't admitted to, to court. They were not admissible in evidence to court because of some stuff that was going on in the in the crime labs. So I remember a lot of uh, letters were going out, you know, to people that have, might, that have been convicted and might have been eligible on uh, OUI for retrials and all of that. So that's a lot of important work that, 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 Rep, uh, that Rep Strauss, Rep Markey, DA Quinn were able to move their message out and, and, and really tell people like, hey, this is the good work I'm doing. Because you know what, Bill Strauss, uh, before he had a primary challenger, I knew Bill Strauss was a good rep because, you know, I'm on, I'm, I'm on an elected board in Fairhaven and uh, he came and talked to us, the Public Works Commission, you know, Board of Public Works Commissioners. He came to talk to us about the things we needed. Right. So I knew that, but not everybody else knew that. Um, and so he was able to highlight that. And I, again, he talked about he talked about the stuff he was able to highlight. Um and, you know, as tra chairman of transportation, we're getting South Coast Rail now or hopefully next. I think you know, we're getting it next year. 
the new bridge. Uh, there's a meeting on that in October, right? So um, I think that's good. You know, I, I so I think it was great that Rick Trapillo ran, and I think it was great that Cameron Costa ran, right? To to get them, it, it, it's just no no fault of you know of theirs if they don't have to go out there and campaign, right? If they haven't had to go out there and campaign, they don't have to do it. But he, like like Bill Strauss said, this allowed me to actually go out there and and move my message and you know tell people the of the important work I'm doing. So uh, all really exciting stuff, and there's more to come. You know, uh, we I was able to tell Tim to call the uh, pr- uh, call the the primary. I was able to talk, uh, tell Tim, uh, based on information I had, that he could call the primary in the Republican race between Bob McConnell and Jeff Swift in the 10th Bristol District, which is, again, they're running to for the Republican to face off against Bill Strauss in, uh, well, now, the general election's on its way. So if Jeff Swift won, I texted uh, Tim in the morning and say, hey, you can call this now. I got it from someone uh, close to one of the campaigns. I said, hey, Tim, you can call this now. Uh, Jeff Swift won. He won because of, Bob McConnell won Fairhaven pretty easily. Uh, but Jeff Swift really, really cleaned up in the in the tri-towns um, in Marion, Match- uh, Rochester, and Mattapoisett. I saw the Mattapoisett returns, and they were very substantial. So you got Je- uh, Dr. Jeff Swift, who's a, a chiropractor. He's going to face off against Bill Strauss. In the general, um, I wouldn't expect much from it, uh, honestly. But, it, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if there's something interesting that comes out of that. All right, I'm going to take a break, and we'll be back. 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. This is uh, South Coast Night with Marcus. Chris will be back tomorrow. New Bedford's News Talk Station. Welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. Chris will actually be back on Friday, but I'll be joined by you tonight at 508-996-0500. That's how you can get on the program if you want. You know, we were talking, we were just, uh, the post-election, I mean, the uh, the election night show was so good. And again, again I think we're going to get an act- actually an extra hour um, on and on November 8th, the election, I think it's November 8th, the uh, general election day on November 8th. So... Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be really exci- I'm really excited for that. But yeah, we're taking your calls at 508-996-0500. We talked about the Chris, uh, you know, Bill Strauss uh, moving on, you know, winning his primary, moving on to the general election with the Republican Jeff Swift. We talked about um, Chris Markey getting reelected. No Republican challenger in that race uh, in Dartmouth. So... Um, you know, Bill Strauss is gonna is gonna get reelected again. I mean, if we're being realistic here, but I thought it was you know he was in, you know he was prepared for for uh, he was definitely prepared for his uh, his opponent because you know when we asked him you know who who do you, who's your Republican challenger going to be at the time he didn't know, and I think as of this morning Marion hadn't reported yet, but it was one of those things where. You know, Swift's lead was so big that the math just points in another direction uh, in the, you know, the math just points in his direction. So, you know, he's prepared for that. He talked about all the all of the Democrats that Swift had given to to include Rep Strauss. He said Senator Mark Montigny got money from him. Uh, Speaker Bob DeLeo, former Speaker Bob DeLeo of Winthrop um, gave money to him as well. Said he gave to a um, some sort of political action committee or something to keep the House a Democratic majority, which I don't think you have to worry about that. Um, but yeah, uh, so he was prepared for that. 
and uh, that'll be that'll be good. You know, I think we've tried to reach out to. I mean, I know Jess tries, has tried to reach out to to Doctor Swift. hasn't heard much from him. We'll we'll try to reach out to him because you know we're 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 obviously focused on getting um, all the candidates in. Uh, that um, will be on the ballot this fall. We've done a good job of that. I think we've gotten a lot of them in so far uh, during the primary, you know, the ones that we could. And, you know, you heard from a lot of the statewide candidates that came out on the, you know, we, you've heard every one that was successful, except for the secretary of the Commonwealth race. That was, um, and that was a big waste of time. And we all, you know, we knew that. But uh, every other race you heard from, you know, we we got the candidate on the record here at WBSM, right? So, you know, I know Jeff Deal was on with Barry a few times during the election season. I had Chris Doty in here for an hour, uh, which was a great interview. Um, I really think that was a fearic. Fi- I really think that was a fearic victory for the Republicans uh, to get Jeff Deal um, pat into the primary. But it's not my primary, and frankly, it's better for people like me anyway. So that's fine. Um, you know, you heard from Kim Driscoll, who won, who won last night. Uh, you heard from Andrea Campbell. Uh, you heard from Maura Healy. I, I was able to talk to Maura Healy a couple times, um, not during this time slot, but on the record. And you heard some of her comments over here in the airwaves at WBSM. And she's actually going to be back in New Bedford tomorrow. So uh, with Driscoll. So it's a Healy Driscoll ticket. We're going to talk more with Ted about that in the next hour. So, uh, but there's still some local races. You got Evan Gendro and Paul Schmid. Um, that wasn't a, there was no primary in that race, but there is a general election in that race. So Evan Gendro will, will be in next week, actually. Wednesday, I believe at eight o'clock, we've scheduled him. I... I reached out to the Schmid uh, to Schmid's camp too to to see if he's um, interested in coming on. So again, you know we're 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 giving everybody equal time here. But five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you get the program. Again, we got Ted Nisi at eight oh five. Ted Nisi's from WPRI. He's on TV. He's on TV. I'm not on TV. I'm just I'm in the radio. But he's on TV. So he'll be on. He'll be but he'll be on the radio right now. He won't be on TV because he'll be on the radio, but he'll be on TV later. Uh, so uh, we'll have him on at eight o'clock and, uh, we'll, you know, and uh, un- until then, I'm taking your calls at 508-996-0500. This thing in the program. Tell you what, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on. Um, just a reminder. Well, first we got Ted Nisi. From WPRI on at eight, we're going to break down the um, this this the uh, primary results statewide. But uh, we're going to have council po- uh, council post game comes back tomorrow. So that's the segment that we had started uh, the very first night here at South Coast tonight, and it's where we have um, you know city council call in and react live uh, to what happened in the city council meetings, you know, what the important things were. And after that, we, we drummed up some great local conversation the last time when Ian Abreu had called in. We talked a lot about parallel products and that. And so uh, that'll be great. I'm really looking forward to, to the return of that segment. We also got Dana Ribeiro from um, Vineyard Wind uh, coming in to talk about some stuff that they've got going on uh, in Offshore Wind. So we will... Um, 
that that'll be great. But stay tuned for the eight o'clock hour. We got Ted Nisi. We're gonna we're gonna talk about not just the statewide elections, but I think some developments in the sheriff's primary as well. So stay tuned. This is South Coast tonight.